calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Awkward Sex in the City. How are you doing? How are y'all doing? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling hot? Is that hot, hot heat? Did you just deal with hurricane, tropical storm? I thought it was Henry, spelled with a Y, but I think it's Henri. But that's just what happens when I read things and don't hear it out loud. But what a week. Um, it's been a week for me. I don't know about you guys. Um, I talked about it a little bit in the episode. I'm not going to really bore you with that. But the other Gma passed away. Um... On my birthday, which I know I shouldn't laugh at, but I am kind of laughing at. I don't know. Like, what is life? Y'all, death is so dumb. Um, It's so dumb. Why do we have it? I think we should, like, all vote and get rid of it. Are you horrified of death like I am? I still am very afraid of dying, and I really don't want it. And anytime someone dies, um, I think about it way too much. But we don't really talk about death in this episode i think you really will like it we talk a lot about like relationships what type of growth happens in relationships not in relationships uh what is necessary what is not necessary and i think you're just gonna really like this episode it's with my producer jesse karen who is just really a fucking cool person she literally bought a van made it into like a mobile home and is like now like traveling across the country and i think that is so fucking cool and it's like why i wanted her on the pod like she fucking like edits like on the road too and if you want to see more about what she's doing on the road you can follow her instagram wayward ho and instead of it's being spelled with an o it's with the, with a zero and just i really hope you guys like this episode guys all right bye so are you leaving like are you leaving for like in the car in the van uh, yes. So next week I'm leaving to help my friend Sophie drive down to Florida. She's moving out of New York City. Another uh, post-COVID loss. <laughs> oh, no. Just like ready to get out of here for a little bit. Um, and then after that, I am headed back to Austin for a little bit with my now new beau. 
who I met in Austin. <laughs> Yay! Yay! And then he just actually got, I could cry. He got like the perfect job for me, <laughs> which is that um, because I want to travel and explore the US and also like start auditioning again. But the idea is that we'd be living on the road. And so he got a job where his new boss will be a woman who has 50 Airstreams around the US. And he's an electrician. So she wants him to go to all of them, fix them up, and then actually do the interior design because he has a lot of history in that. Um, so I'm stoked. I I benefit. <laughs> that sounds great. I love this yeah. for you. I mean, yeah, like you, when the pandemic hit, you were like, I'm doing everything different. Like yeah. you literally oh, made I, like a mobile house. I changed my life completely, like completely flipped. I think I didn't realize as most people during COVID how a lot of the things that I was doing, I just wasn't making me happy and I was just grinding. And so I just, yeah, I just bought a fucking van. I forced my dad for labor um, <laughs> for free and and a friend of mine, actually, who I couldn't have done it without. And then, oh, who? Kate. I'm sorry, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer. Oh, yeah. And then I bought a, a puppy. And yeah, here I am. So, and then I left in March and it was a really good decision for me, actually. Amazing. I think if I hadn't left, I would have stayed in a lot of, not bad, they weren't bad situations. They were just not making me happy. Yeah. I think like you really hit the nail on the head. Like a lot of us weren't happy and didn't realize it. And Mm -hmm. we were like, I think we were like trying to convince ourselves that we were happy. Yeah. Because the idea of actually having to go into that type of like relationship within ourselves again and do that type of work on top of like our day jobs, on top of the creative stuff, it's like, I for, for me personally, would have been like physically impossible to do. Dude, totally. I, I love New York City and there is a solid chance that I will come back here and live someday. But it does sometimes feel like a very romantic, toxic relationship. Like you love being in it. But uh-huh. you also fucking shouldn't be <laughs> sometimes. Because <laughs> the problem with like New York is that like, you know, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. It has this like this toxic grind to it that if you can't separate yourself from your day job or from whatever else you're doing, you will get like engulfed in it and you will not survive mentally. Yep. <laughs> like you just won't. Um, which I know I, I always get like really upset when I think about like how I got the break, but I needed that break so fucking bad. So like bad. I would not be like where I am today without it. And it sounds like the same for you. Oh yeah. No, I th- I think this was the change. Cause I think maybe I would have done it eventually all the stuff that I'm doing now, but it would have taken like another five to 10 years. Whereas I was like, no, I need a big fucking change that is going to throw me into a pit of stress and neuroses for like three months. And then what, but once I got to the good part, I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it was a little bit of a learning curve. I definitely fell in the middle oh of Oh my God. Oh my God. The other day, somebody was like, oh my God, I wish that I could be so brave and like live in a van and explore the way that you do. And I was like, you make it sound really dreamy. There's some things like I have a pee funnel. You know, sometimes I have to poop in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I love about you. Keep it real. Because yeah. it does. Like you don't Instagram the poop bag. No, not you. Like the general you, not like you, you. Definitely thought about but, it. Like, <laughs> I mean, it would have gotten a like for me. I would have thought Thank that you. was fucking hilarious. Because I was wondering. I was like, is she just near restrooms? Like, you know, like you can go like an RV park and there would be like restrooms there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's I definitely most of it. Like my pee situation is pretty solid. And the poop thing is like, if I'm out in nature, I have a poop shovel. And I also have like this little fold out 
toilet, which is what I was saying is like that kind of collapsed on me. And but I had to go so bad that I just kind of like grabbed the the plastic bag that was in the chair and just like put it under my butt. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this is hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, usually it's in uh, rest stops or I, I've been visiting a lot of friends. So but we'll see because the boy is moving in with me. And he, as you saw, was not a small man. So we're going to have to figure out some stuff. I was just going to ask that, like, have you guys traveled in, in, the, in the van yet? No, we've had sex in it, which was great. Um, but we nice. haven't traveled in it yet. There will definitely be some, like, growing pains. There's no way around that. Totally. I mean, we've already gotten thrown into, like, a really intense situation because he's in Austin, Texas, and he kind of just, like, came up here to see me. So we've been, like living nomadically in New York and spending most of our time together. So it's been like a, you know, fast track in a great way, you know, but mm-hmm. obviously like in a van, it's going to be some some stressors, but I'm stoked. <laughs> He's like a really solid fucking partner. How did you guys meet? Uh, we met two-stepping in Austin, Texas. And as he likes to say, it started with two steps, which makes me so angry. <laughs> I hate that so much. I know. <laughs> it's insane. Like, I hate it so much. It's nauseating. Oh <laughs> that's how, I think that's how Aaron's dad met his second wife. I think they were two-stepping. Oh, wow. I think, like, I think that's a thing. Yeah, I think people, like, people do that. People love it. Yeah, it's, I I fucking love it. Was Austin, like, one of the first places you went to after, um, after New York in the car, in the van? Yeah, I went down to Florida to see some family and friends, and then uh, I went over to Austin with my friend Pam, and I actually wound up meet like meeting up with this girl that I met two years ago through a friend I just was like hey you want to go get a cocktail and then I wound up staying with her for like a month oh nice yeah she's super cool and she just like let me crash on our couch and I would just like make her dinner every night do you have a place where you want to like where you want to call home like as your home base or are you like nah like we're just gonna I can get in the car and like just go I think eventually we will Right now, it looks like, I guess his dad uh, bought a house in Dallas that he won't necessarily be staying at. So we can use that as like a, a base to come back to. Okay. My, my preference is to kind of like stay all over the place. I want to go between like New York and LA and Texas and Atlanta because I really, uh, that's another thing. I feel like I've done a really good job of just doing all of the things that I want to do since I left and like bought the van and got the dog. And the one thing that I've denied myself for a really long time is getting back into acting. So I want to do that. Let's do it. Yeah. Heck so, yeah. Here I go, auditioning on the road. I just figure I'll like go hit all the big cities. Yeah. Atlanta's a big one for sure. They do a lot of stuff there. Yeah. I get a green screen for like uh, audition tapes. Oh, I definitely have a green screen. Screen. Green screen. <laughs> I know. I was saying it weird too. What was not just to pivot, but what was the sex like in the van? Because yeah, he's how tall? He looks at least like six. Oh my six God, two. it was awesome. He's six four. Six he's four. <laughs> he's a big man. And he insisted on having sex in the van, which was awesome for me because I was like, yay, he likes the van. Um, but it was great. It's always really good. And I hate to brag, but I'm like right in that honeymoon sweet spot, you know, where it's just like constantly good. <laughs> How long have you guys been dating now? Oh my God, only two months. It feels like we're fucking married. <laughs> but that, I mean, I talked about in the podcast before, like it just, you know, this situation kept the bullshit, 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 bullshit out of out of like everything. So things do go happen faster. Yeah. And you're like sure. having this type of conversations and like being like, oh, so we are now traveling to all these different like airstreams. So like, that's a huge conversation to have that 
with the right open, openness and vulnerability. Oh my God, yeah. Opens to like great things. Yeah. I mean, I think he was willing to do long distance, but I think he's like, I, I would rather be with you. So like he kind of found a way, which is fucking awesome. Um, and also like, I want to learn how to do all the construction stuff that he's going to teach me. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it was also cool too, like after coming from New York City where I don't know if I am a cynic who was dating in New York City for like five years, but I was single for so long and there were so many fuckboys and there's just constantly, I think everyone thinks that there's something better around the corner. So nobody gets, like nobody takes the time to get to know you. And so to like mm -hmm. have a dude who is just like all in, I don't know if I've ever experienced that. Yeah, that's you know? game changing for sure. I mean, I like maybe one or two, I don't know. Like I can't remember, like at least both of us being so on the fucking boat and ready to yeah. go. No, absolutely. With dating, especially in New York, there's so much about it, about timing of like each other's lives. And because yeah. I like, you know, pre-pandemic people did not make sacrifices within their career or et cetera, et cetera. And so it can be hard to find someone who roots for you. Oh, and it yeah. sounds like this person roots for you. Yeah. yeah. For me, like, that's like what I need in a relationship, like friendship or like, oh my God, romantic is like, they have to root for me. And I want to root for them too. I love that. I always say support, but like root for you is such a better way to say it. Cause that's what I want. Like I want somebody who not only wants all of my goals to come true and like cheerleads that, but yeah, like fucking roots for me. Hell yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I think that also it's just, it's a stronger verb or it's like a stronger action. Like support can be so, um, passive. Yes. Where yeah. root, it's like more active and I guess like now just like being in a relationship so long, like you do have to be like actively in the relationship, especially as it goes longer. Dude, totally. To make sure that you're like not, not appreciating or being there or you haven't, you stopped listening and like just shit like that. Like it's like, Ooh. I know. I feel like I'm making long relationships sound bad. They're great. Like it's a great no. to have like your best friend with you like all the time. It's funny because like we, we talk about that a lot where we're like, it is a lot easier to be single. Uh, I don't know. I think he said it, it's not, but it's more rewarding. I don't know. I was also rewarded as a single person. So I think it's rewarding either way, but it is definitely a lot of work in any relationship, friendships or romantic mm -hmm. partnerships, family stuff, all that, all those relationships take work. Oh, totally. And even just being single, like that relationship takes work as well. Yeah. Liking yourself. <laughs> liking yourself and not feeling like shit for not being in a relationship and knowing it doesn't mean anything about your self-worth. After we watched like every fucking rom-com that makes you feel like you need to be in a relationship. Like that's yeah. why that one relationship is so fucking hard. Mm -hmm. like, fear of rejection, fear of um, the unknown, fear of not being enough. It's just like, what if we taught people that that doesn't matter? Like, yeah. Also, I was going to say, I feel like I have had a lot of people who used to tell me like, oh, you have to love yourself before you're in a relationship. And I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. I was like, it is nice. And I think it was very important for me. And I'm really happy I took a lot of time because I think it made me even see him. Like, I don't know if I would have seen him pre me getting time to myself. I don't know if I would have actually given this a chance. And I'm so I'm very thankful for that. Um, but I had a lot of people be, say stuff like that to me. And I'd be like, people are in relationships all the time, good or bad, whether they like themselves or not. And it's a constant challenge to like yourself, yeah. you know, at least for me, like I have to constantly remind myself to to give myself good self-talk. And I think I'm a really confident person as of now, but I don't think that 
single people need to hear that, like, if you don't love yourself, you're not going to get a relationship like you. You can have a happy relationship and still be working on yourself. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I like one. I actually 100 percent disagree with that. Yeah. Advice that people in in relationships give. I think it's bullshit. I don't think you need to love yourself. Uh, (laughs) There are plenty of days where I don't love myself. Um, You have to just know what you want. Yeah. Because if you know what you want, then you can communicate it. It's such a good point that like it is day to day. Mm-hmm. Okay, where did I see it? Someone was like saying that about like the body positivity movement. They were like, you do not need to love your body every fucking day. Yeah. You need to know that because your body is different than what you see like on screen does not mean that you don't deserve anything less. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, that is a huge difference. Yes. Like, that is, I thought I had to love gaining 40 pounds. I thought I had to love this. And it's like, no, like no. you don't have to. You have to understand why we thought we had to lose that way in the first place. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. No. Oh, I'm also just thinking of how many people I know that are serial daters that I'm like, you do not know who the fuck you are. Yes. You do not know what you want. You do not know how to be alone. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the most horrifying type of relationship to find yourself in. Totally. Yeah. I feel like I've been told that by a friend of mine who is a serial dater and she's like, I, I, I feel she's like, I respect that you can be on your own. Like she thinks that's ballsy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no, no. You just have to like, you have to force yourself into it and then you're good. <laughs> It sucks for a little bit. Yeah. After a breakup, it sucks. And then it gets better. Oh, totally. And then, like, even if you, like, the hard, I think for, like, for me personally, the hardest part being in, like, a, a very long relationship where I am very happy was, one, losing myself a little bit because you're always with that person. And then, like, two, learning how to regain yourself. And then with that, learning mm-hmm. how to want to be, like, alone again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, even today, I was like, I want to walk in the park without you. Like, I love you. I know I do this love, but, like, I want to be alone for a second oh my god and it's like you're single you have to learn how to be alone and when you're in a relationship you need to learn how to be alone too yes need that oh my god you're speaking to me so hard right now I feel like I'm yeah Uh, well because like I'm also struggling with uh not struggling with but like I you know when you go into a relationship even if you worked on yourself you find out new things through being in the relationship things that come up and you know you kind of grow because of that or like next to somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a different kind of learning that you can't do when you're single and vice versa. Oh, totally. But I've noticed, you know, things about myself about, I don't know if I was always this way or if I became this way, but I like get very guarded and cold. And like, you know, if we get into like an argument, I t- my tendency in my brain that I have to work against is, well, fuck this shit. I don't fucking need this shit. I'm perfect alone. And then I'll look at my dog and be like, it's just you and me, kid. You know? <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally dealt with that too in the beginning with Aaron. There's that, I let me reject you before you reject me. Well, it's also fear of losing independence for me anyway. Yeah. Oh, totally. Fear of losing independence. And then fear, for me, uh, the when I did shit like that, it's like fear and still do sometimes. It's like fear of vulnerability. Yes. And oh like God, just yes. fear of the unknown of like, what does this look like if I, I don't want to sound cliche, but like open up and like, what does this look like if I do like speak what I need? When you're kind of like not used to someone wanting to um, meet you halfway or or meeting your needs or making sure your needs are fed are met as well. Yeah. And like you said, like losing the fear of like losing independence because the thing is you will. Right. And this is not the same as relationships, but I was like talking to someone that has a creative career because I was like, kids are in the mix like soon. I'm not pregnant or anything, but like in the next couple of years, like, and I'm very afraid of like, you know, losing my career, losing this. And she was like, the thing you have to realize is like, you actually will lose yourself. Like, mm-hmm. and you lose part of it, then you get a new part. Yeah. Um, 
And you can't try to hold on the whole time because that just doesn't allow any growth. And I right. thought that was actually like really interesting to hear for, cause for once I had always heard like, oh, you can just do both. Like you can just make it work. Mm-hmm. We'll have be mom and it'll be this. And she was very like, no, like you will lose like part of yourself because that part was ready to be lost. Okay. If that makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think things will shift in a way that like you might just lose something that it was time to let go of. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you're saying it way better than I am. Like, (laughs) not losing yourself in a bad way. Like, not losing, like, how we felt we lost ourselves before COVID. Yeah, I think I'm a chronic optimist, which is weird because I feel like a cynic. But (laughs) I always try to be like, no, 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 we can have it all. It just might be a little different or weird. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, I think it's more of, like, not being afraid of growth anymore. Yes. Yeah. It gets exhausting, right? Because you're constantly like, I've done all this. Why do I have to keep growing? I want a nap. I want a nap. I want to be done. And that was the other like really unfun lesson of like, oh, you're never like not not growing. And you're like, fuck you. Yeah. I just want to watch Gilmore Girls. (laughs) I just want to shut off and watch my programs. (laughs) Like that's that's all I want to do. I just want to go masturbate. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like don't don't make me grow anymore. (laughs) But it was like, like it was just game changer for me to be like, oh, you just have to like change your mindset. You have to just like let it happen. Yeah. It's okay. I know we've been, we've been having the kid talk a lot too, which is like obviously really soon on like a two monther, but <laughs> you also have to know like yeah. who want like, I, you, you know, have to know. we don't waste time anymore. I'm at like a certain age again, you know, we lived through a crazy time. So it's kind of like, we have to know if we want it or not, or at least like be in similar areas where we're unsure. And I'm like, I don't know. Like I used to always see myself or like, I feel like I did things that made it seem like I might have a family. Mm-hmm. I kind of always wanted to adopt. But like the more my life goes on and the more I'm doing the things that I actually want to do, like actually taking steps in the direction of things that I want to do, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I could. And also having a puppy. Oh my fucking God. If anybody wants a fucking kid, get a goddamn puppy first and see if you can do it. I have never, never in my life understood what people went through when they got fucking puppy. <laughs> Oh yeah, I and that's not even a human child. <laughs> oh yeah, no puppies are puppies are so fucking hard. We want like I want to get a dog. Um, my plan, this is our idea, and literally everyone except my mother has been like, "That's a horrible fucking idea." <laughs> I've grown up with animals my whole life, uh, and I want the kids to have animals because it's like, yeah, you might not be as allergic. It's a great way to teach like compassion and mm-hmm. like. A responsibility. True. So my my idea is that like when I get pregnant, we'll get a dog. Yeah. So that way it's like this first like starter of like now we have responsibility. Now we have to be home a certain time. The dog shit the bed. Like the dog did this. Mm. Dog ate your shoe. Like mm-hmm. a good nine months before. Yep. And then like my body's also exposed to dog fur for like the baby, so he's not fucking allergic. Right. Um. And everyone's literally been like why the fuck would you do that? Like, pregnancy is <laughs> already going to be so hard. And I was like, I know, but it's like, it's like, just get, it's like getting, re- it's like the test. It's like getting ready. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, puppies are fucking hard. They're adorable, but they can be like the fucking worst. They, yeah, I love her. She's, again, I'm sure this sounds like an actual mother, but uh, she's the best thing that's ever happened to me and the worst. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I truly love her. And she's adorable. Thank you. I'm super glad she's immortal um, and that she'll be around forever. And I don't wake up in the middle of the night crying about the day that she might die. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god! So I work like I work at a startup for like it's a like a dog company, not like dogs, but something for dogs. Okay, and I'll have people call in because they have to like unsubscribe because their dog died no. and they're, they're never not crying no they're never not crying yeah and oh. it's like you start crying with them and you're like i'm so sorry and they're like oh they were so old but it doesn't make it any easier and i'm like i know man like i'm so fucking sorry oh my um, god i wouldn't be able to handle yeah I, it's rough oh my god <laughs> i would be crying every day <laughs> i had a text from my mom on thursday being like okay it's like your grandmother's dying either today or tomorrow. And I was like, okay. And then my next call was like a crying lady because their dog died. And I was like, I can't do this. Oh, this no. is too much emotion. Oh my God. So yeah, she is immortal. It's never going to happen. It's going to be fine. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> is it hard having her in the van? Oh my God. Uh, so when we're driving, she is a legend. She just like crawls over and puts her two front legs and her head on my lap and she just sleeps uh oh my god but when we first started the trip and i was warned against this by very wise friends who were like do not get a fucking puppy when you're about to live in a van and i knew logically what they were saying was true but mm-hmm. in my head and i'm i'm still glad i made this decision because like i if i stay on the road for like two or three years i want her to be so used to it you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was afraid of getting a different dog with like its own trauma and having to train it out of that. Whereas like, and like having it be car sick or something. So like I wanted the puppy to be acclimated. Um, but yeah, it was a tough uh, transition for sure. Like she did a lot of, you know, crying in the middle of the night. She was actually better when she was a baby baby. Cause like she would understand that I was like going and she would stop and like sleep next to me. Um, but towards the middle, yeah, she would like whine and cry cause she's, uh, she's a German Shepherd Pipple and they're working dogs. So they just have tons of energy and there was like nothing I could do to run her out. And and yeah, I, I'm honestly also like constantly terrified. Like the the poop story that I was telling you apparently has layers, but one of the reasons I fell over was because I was trying to get her back in the van because people oh kept God. telling me that Moose uh, would kick her and like oh and God. kill her. And like I was hidden enough in the woods that I like, that like most people couldn't see me, but if they, somebody drove by, so I like couldn't poop outside anyway. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> oh my God. It's not the same, but when I was like in college, I was um, training for a marathon and we'd gone to this park because there was like a 10 mile loop or something, mm-hmm. but it was also in the dead of winter. And so as we were running mile one, I was like, I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> and everything was closed. Like all the, uh, the public restrooms were closed because it was the middle of the winter and it, there was just been like an ice storm. And so I hid behind a bush and I start just like pooping. And all of a sudden oh my, my God. friend was like, there's a dog. <gasps> oh my God. There's a dog coming. Oh my God. There's a dog. <laughs> and that dog like ate some of my poo. Like no. I like, I was like, I have to walk away from this. Like, I don't know what oh. to do. Dude. Oh, I, I honestly, so the other day, my I was walking my dog and she is constantly putting bones and anything that she sees in her mouth. And so I have this immediate reaction where I throw both my legs. I like get on her like she's a horse and I like rip it out of her mouth so she doesn't swallow Mm -hmm. it and kill herself. Um, So the other day she grabbed something and I thought it was a bone and I stuck my whole hand in there and it was a whole handful of cat poop. And I was like 10 blocks from home, just like holding my hand above my head. Ugh. Having oh my a, God. Having a dog is nasty. 
It, it takes yeah. a strong stomach. It, I didn't realize. I grew up on a farm and still sometimes I'm like, you surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think, like, what's the grossest things my dogs in the past have done now? Ugh. We had one dog that, like, would wait outside as our other dog pooped, almost like if it was a Pez machine and just like be waiting. No, a voluntary centipede. <laughs> and then he wouldn't always eat it. He'd like bring it inside like it was this mouse he found for us, like <laughs> flop it. No. And my mom had um, had to have white carpet. So like they invested in an actual carpet cleaner because the amount of shit that would happen. No. And those, those fucking carpets were white for like 20 years. Like, and I don't know how they did it with like the amount of dogs that we had. Dogs, cats, parrots. It was like no shit. This should be browner. Like, Good I, Lord. <laughs> yeah, it should be more brown. First of all, why the fuck are you getting white carpeting, Sharon? Like, that is not a good choice. No, no, absolutely not. Carpeting is just a bad idea with animals in general. Everything mm-hmm. stinks. Oh my god, yeah. I, I don't know what the well. Oh, she has eaten three of the bottoms of three of my diva cups, and no. has also stolen. You know the flex uh, cups that you can use. Mm. Oh. I think I do. Like, I think I know you're talking about. Okay, so they're amazing because I don't care about having sex on my period. Uh, but it's messy. And I, like, don't mm-hmm. want my sheets to get dirty. So, like, the Flex Cups. And there's another brand that I use. But they, like, go in and you can have sex on them. It's fucking awesome. Oh, that's so cool. It, yeah, it looks like a Livestrong bracelet. And then there's, like, a little plastic thing. And it just, like, you fold it up and put it up there. And it just, it clings to your cervix. And it's like a diva cup, but you can have sex. <laughs> That's so amazing. I will never forget. I like had sex with this guy for the first time. And I was on my period. Like we weren't like, I wasn't planning on seeing him. I ran into him like at a comedy venue. And I was like, oh yes, I'm going home with you. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh, I'm on my period. And he was like, I can lay down a towel. And I was like, I yeah, like that's what <sighs> we're doing. And like, it was like, thank God he did. Cause it looked like a fucking murder scene. <laughs> like I, it was like, it was like the heaviest day of my period. And I was like, all right. Lubricant. And then I was like, I gotta go. Like, I don't have any <laughs> tampons. And he was like, Okay, like, are you going to go get some and come back? And I was like, no, I don't think so. No. And then I, like, went and, like, met up with a friend at Beauty Bar. I don't know if Beauty Bar still exists. I don't think so. And there was, like, blood dripping down my dress. Yeah, I was like, whatever. I don't care. It's fine. It was fine. Free bleed. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was, like, such a random night. Oh, man. I never see my period anymore because of the IUD. Like, I forgot what it's like for, like, like, I'll get, like, brown stuff, which yeah. is, like, old blood, but I will not get, like, a flow. Like, I have not used a tampon, I think, in, like, four years. Oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. Do you like the IUD? I do for the most part. Um, okay. The insertion fucking blows. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I had, like, really bad cramping for three months. But then after <gasps> that, like, and it was, like, the worst cramping of my life. Like, I don't know how I, like, I've I would, heard like, that. work through it. Yeah. But then it was gone. And then, like. Now I felt like it made my PMS better because I used to be like crazy emotional every month. Now it's like once every mm-hmm. six months. I never see my period. I'm never worried. I was never good about like taking the pill on time. Yeah, um, I get it that. It's just like you just don't have to worry about it. Ugh, it's nice. I've never been on birth control because it makes me a crazy person. I remember you saying that. I remember like you have like issues with it. You could probably do the um, the copper one because that one's no hormone. Yeah, I've heard that's the one that I like considered. I wish there was just like a male birth control. I would love to not be on any type of birth control. I'd love to see what my body is. They should have made a fucking male birth control forever ago. <laughs> I know. I know. Hopefully like vasectomies become like a bigger thing because it's like I need the I need the birth control stuff. I want to see what my body is like on nothing. Like I just want to yeah. know. 
Yeah. Even if it's worse. I just want to know. I'll go back on if it's worse. But. Right. But just like curious what it looks yeah. like without hormones. <laughs> yeah. Just the option. No. <laughs> Would be nice. Yeah. Like, it's funny. Like, I've heard a lot of girls say that where they're like, I'd probably still take birth control because like, you know, you can't trust anybody. And, you know, like if you're like single and dating. But mm-hmm. but I just want there to be an option for men. <laughs> yes. Or just a little snip snip. It's reversible. It's fine. Ready. It's fine. Go back. Just get it you're- done. Yeah, you'll blow your seed left and right when you're ready. Yeah. No more condoms. Well, if you're in a relationship. Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> it's been a long yeah. day. <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah. It could be no condoms if uh, if that's consensual for them. Totally True. Cool. True. I know we were talking about barebacking in the last episode, but I like the consensual. Like, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. If you're consensual to it, then great. I, I think yeah. I think I'm always like cautious of it because I feel like as a woman and I'm a lot of women I know and I'm sure you do too. Uh, it's usually like the male who is uh, pushing. Oh, always a hundred percent for you to to not wear it, and you're like, no. <laughs> I know it, it drives me it drives me fucking crazy, and like literally every guy is just been like, but it feels better, and I was like, I don't. No care. shit. Yeah, no I, shit. It feels better. We all know that. Oh, and also, I don't notice a difference. I do not notice a difference between condom or no condom. It sounds the same, feels exactly the same to me. Well, that's, I like, when I was younger, I feel like I got bullied into it a lot because that's just <sighs> the truth of the matter. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, it, you know, once I got to like my early 30s <laughs> and they'd be like, mm, it just feels better without, I'd be like, well, you either have sex and that feels better than no sex or <laughs> you don't have sex at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then that new thing, well, not, I mean, I think I think it's still happening. What's it called when it's like they take off the condom when you stealthing? Oh my god! Like stealth. Why? Like why do you need it so badly that you're gonna like truly put potentially put someone's like health at risk? It's so dumb. What kind of psychopath do you have to be to do something like that? That is insane to me. Did you watch um, this? May destroy you. Mm -mm. Oh my god! Watch it. It's okay. Great. But I had a lot of guys that watched it, guy friends that watched it before, and they were like, it's intense. Like, I can do it only an episode at a day. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, you poor babies. You have no clue what it's like to be a woman. Like, none of this, like, sure, it's intense, but this is like just, you know, par for the course. So this is not necessarily the same thing, but that reminded me, I feel like Handmaid's Tale when it first came out and still to this day I run into men who are like I cannot watch that show it's too intense it's too much they're like you can only watch one a day and I remember putting it on and being like oh no I could watch more of this this is this this is totally makes sense that this is something that could happen you know and like that's such a woman thing to be like oh yeah this is prepping like this is something that could absolutely happen to us and it's so I don't know for men it's so what's the word I'm looking for they're, I think it's just they're not used to that type of like stress or situation. Like they don't, they've never yeah. seen like the other side of it. And it's like, no, this is our day to day, y'all. Like this is, this is it. I just thought it was so fascinating that so many men would say that. And I'd be like, oh, I could binge the fuck out of this. Like, yeah, of course it's intense. And like, there are parts that even made me gag, but. You got a higher threshold. Yeah, that's the, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Higher pain thresholds. And I guess emotional thresholds, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, men are trash. Women are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Millie Tamira's all dick is trash. <laughs> you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. 
With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I guess, like, what's your ideal there? Like, what do you see? This is so new, such a new, um, one new relationship, but two, something that you're saying you've never really experienced before with, like, someone, like, rooting for you and being there for you. Like, what do you see as like your ideal situation for the future? Oh man. Uh, I mean, it's kind of happening. Like I can't wait for it to get started. It's happening in September, you know, where we're going to just be traveling around together and like fixing stuff up, you know, and it's, it's, it is cool to have somebody. I've had a lot of bad luck with people who didn't support things that I did because I have done, I don't, I don't like to call them controversial because I feel like that diminishes them, but like, welcome to my vagina. Or even traveling. And so like to have a dude who's willing to like uproot his life essentially and come with me was my ideal dream. Like this Mm -hmm. is I'm literally like in my dream. I have my fucking dog. I have my mobile van. I have this guy who is like all about, you know, reminding me that I have to start auditioning again and I have to like, you know, we'll be working somewhere for like a month and then I'll have to like peace out and hopefully do a gig, you know, like that's, ugh, that's what I'm manifesting right now. <laughs> I love that. I love that for you. So, thank you. Yeah. I, you're, I mean, that's a good thing to bring up to of like what you did was not controversial. Like I've had exes in the past, that, like weren't okay with awkward sex. And it was like, wait, yes. what? Yeah. Like why? Um, I think there's just an intimidation factor to it of just, uh, and a jealousy factor. Mm-hmm. And just you were probably in a a better state emotionally immensely as well, too. And they just couldn't handle that. And so, of course, what do they do? They, like, try to bring you down yep. rather than, like, dealing with their own fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And it's, it's like, really nice to, to date an adult who's like, yeah, you do you. I'm going to, like, we have our life together, but I want you to, like, work on all the projects that make you happy. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's just like so important too. Cause I know like in the past I've gotten, um, 
sucked into my partner's shit and didn't realize it. And so someone that is on your side actively trying to make sure that you are still doing like your thing too. It's just like so, 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 so important. Yeah, it's a level up to be like not only rooting, but also like actively being like, cool, so what'd you do today that like, you know, we're not, not, I don't want that to sound because that could get real fucking annoying if somebody's constantly doing that. <laughs> but it's more, oh, yeah. you know, but it is more or less that like we're both like, okay, cool. So like when we get here, we'll have enough time for you to like go audition and for me to like go do my stuff because he's a poet too. And he wants to like oh, get back cool. on stage. Yeah. And he's like doing, oh, so this is also why he's clearly my soulmate is like he wants to do a record with all of his poetry on it. And he kind of like half jokingly was like, do you want to put your vagina as the like picture for it? And I was like, oh, are you kidding me? Yes. I was born. I was like, my vagina came into this world to literally be seen on record. I love that. Oh my God, this is so, so great. I was like, that is fucking ideal for me. Oh, this is so fucking great. I, know. I love I'm this for you. Excited. Thank you. Yeah, I'm stoked. Has Kate met him yet? She hasn't actually. She's seen him like walking around behind me, uh, mostly half naked. I've, <laughs> I'm literally dating a little nudist. He just comes, like he comes home, and before he can get past the foyer, he just like takes off his shirt and pants and just walks around in his red underwear. Oh yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a huge underwear person. Like I find pants so constricting. That's why like remote working has been like the best. I'm like, no, why would we ever go back? Yeah, always yeah, just yeah. be nude. Always be nude. I'm for this. <laughs> oh, I, I love it because I'm also very much like that. So it brings me joy. When everybody left my house, like all my roommates, I would just walk around naked. That was naked time. Oh, I love it. I, I don't know why, but I think it's funny. He only wears red underwear. I don't know if he cares that I'm going to say really? that, but it really makes me laugh. <laughs> Is that like his favorite color? No, I think he got like a pack and then just like liked just them. And, and so then he just kind of kept going with it. But it oh my God. gives it brings me so much joy. <laughs> Oh my God, that's so cute. I love that. Boxers or briefs? Briefs. Briefs, okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. He's a briefs boy. Are boxers even a thing anymore? I feel like I haven't seen a dude in boxers in so long. Um, I know Aaron. Aaron goes back and forth. Like he's got both. He's got boxers, okay. briefs, and I think boxer briefs. Okay. I think he's got like all three. Yeah. And he'll switch it up. Like it depends. I think it like depends on his mood or like what his pants are. Um, I did have a question though about the van sure. I, and like as being like a woman, like has it been scary being on the road alone, like at night at rest stops and things? Most of the time, no. I feel like, I mean, I've always been this way traveling. Like I definitely always have my eye darting around because I'm a woman, but I have traveled the world. So I like, I've gotten better about being like, this place doesn't feel safe. Um, you know, it's, it is a lot of a gut feeling. And I think, I think as many travels, travelers would agree with that. And I would definitely say that as advice. Like if anything feels off to you, fucking leave. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I really didn't have too many bad experiences and I haven't spent enough time in the van yet. I stayed at a lot of friends and then in between I would go like camp and stuff like that. So we're going to see in like November when I'm going to be like on the road constantly. I'll have I mean, now I have a six foot five dude with me, so I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel pretty safe. Like I have a pit bull with me. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. She's a big girl. I mean, it just to be like on the road alone like that as a woman, like I would legit be scared. Like, yeah. I it would worry me. And that's part of the reason I think it's so fucking cool that oh, thanks. you are doing it 24 seven, not 24 seven, but you're, you're on it. Like you're on the road, you're doing it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's definitely, it definitely builds some kind of type of courage for sure. <laughs> but I am very excited for you. I think it's a great chapter for you. Thanks. Uh, I'm jazzed. 
Yeah, I'm just for you. I think this is fucking awesome. And you look so happy. I am. It's weird. It's weird to be happy. <laughs> I know, right? It's weird to just be like, oh, this is like, I'm not waiting for this to disappear like right away. Like, right. You're like happy and content. And that's like so cool. Not waiting for the other shooter. Well, I definitely still struggle with that, obviously. But mm, that's another worry. thing that I'm like, well, when's the other shoot drop? You know, but I keep like knocking that out of my head and being like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, I deal with that one too. I don't know how to get out of it. Sometimes I'm just like, well, if it does, it does. And then we go from there, question mark, question mark. But that doesn't always work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to change it up on, at least for me, I have to change it up on my anxiety and like tell it certain things. And when that stops working, I need a new toolbox. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I think this has been a great fucking episode. How do you feel? I feel great. Okay, cool. Amazing. Thank you again so much for doing this pod. I love having you. You're welcome. Bye. Talk soon. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to like, rate, subscribe, share. Um, Remember that if you want to come see me live, if you're in the New York City tri state area, it is this Friday. Awkward Sex in the City at Littlefield. Tickets are available on their site, on my um, Instagrams, on my link trees. And I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys very soon. Okay, bye. Bye.